Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 319 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 8. Jesus preached the gospel throughout towns and villages. Some women followed him and financially provided for his ministry. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the wife of Herod's household manager, and Susanna are mentioned here. Others financially supported Jesus, but interestingly, these women were specifically mentioned. Perhaps they were mentioned because Jesus cured them of disease and evil spirits. Jesus tells the parable of the sower who sowed seeds. Verse 15 is underlined in my Bible and says, But as for that seed in good soil, these are the people who, hearing the word, hold it fast in a just, noble, virtuous, and worthy heart, and steadily bring forth fruit with patience. It is noteworthy that those who are in the word and treat it with reverence will bear fruit in time with patience. And then in verse 18, Jesus said, Be careful, therefore, how you listen. For to him who has spiritual knowledge will more be given. Let us read, pray for understanding and spiritual knowledge and allow God to speak to our hearts. In verse 10, Jesus told the disciples that not everyone was given the ability to understand the secret mysteries of God. However, they were. And this is what was prophesied about in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Ezekiel 12.2 says, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of the house of the rebellious who have eyes to see and see not who have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Again, may we pray for God to give us an obedient heart so we can learn more about his ways and the secret mysteries Jesus talks about. There aren't too many times Jesus says no in the Bible. However, we read about the man who was relieved of many demons and wanted to follow Jesus. It was an honorable desire, but Jesus told him no. The man likely desired the peace he now felt and wanted to stay with the one who gave it to him. He may have even been afraid to leave Jesus, wondering if this peaceful state would continue. Nevertheless, Jesus wanted the man to return and tell his family and friends about his healing and who healed him. Many of King David's Psalms talk about recounting what God has done for us so that our faith will increase. May our hearts turn toward God's goodness and all he has done for us so that our faith in him grows. Last, in verse 37, the people wanted Jesus to leave because they feared him. So he left. He will not stay where he is not invited to stay. Verse 40 says, Now when Jesus came back to Galilee, the crowd received and welcomed him gladly, for they were all waiting and looking for him. He did great works there because he was welcomed and received into their midst. He healed the woman with the blood flow and raised a man's daughter from the dead. May we welcome and receive Jesus with open hearts and minds and allow him the space to do miracles in our midst. Let's see what John has to say in 3 John chapter 1. We read the final letter of John, which is its only chapter. This is addressed to a man named Gaius, and John writes that he truly loves him. We don't know who Gaius is, but he is undoubtedly a church member and possibly an elder. John prays for prosperity and health for him. He is thrilled that Gaius is a spiritually sound man. In verse 4, he writes, I have no greater joy than this to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in truth. Yes, we are blessed when we see the ones we mentor grow and walk according to God's ways. 
One of the things John commends Gaius for is that he cared for the missionaries who came his way. Many people traveled to spread the gospel, and they relied on believers' gracious hospitality. Jesus talked about how giving to those in need was like giving to him. We see Gaius was generously providing to help others. John also mentions Diotrephes, who does not give to the missionaries. This man also seems to usurp John's authority. He won't take suggestions or listen to John. So John tells Gaius to be wary of him. May God open our eyes to those we must also be wary of. Last, John signs his letter by praying for peace. May God's peace be ours today. Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 25. Starting in this chapter and for the next seven chapters, Ezekiel prophesies against the nations surrounding Judah. It's important to note that with each nation spoken against, the words, and you shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord, occurs when talking about every nation. Most of the nations he speaks against are related in some way to the Israelites and Judah. God starts speaking against the Ammonites. They were thrilled to see the people of Judah go into exile, so the Lord spoke about their destruction. About five years after Judah went into exile, Babylon came to the Ammonites and took them over. Next, the Lord speaks against the Moabites. These people called the people of Judah a heathen nation, so they would be dealt with as well. Babylon came after them around the same time they fought the Ammonites. The Edomites joined Babylon in fighting against Judah so God would deal with them. They were eventually overtaken. The God of the universe always has a plan, and his plan is always carried out. May we be obedient to him and his plan. Last, we read about the Philistines' future destruction. The Philistines dealt harshly with Judah when Babylon came against them. We read they had perpetual malice and spite in their hearts. They had been long-term enemies of Judah and the Israelites because they had been displaced from Canaan. But God will deal with them as they made it difficult for his people during the Babylonian exile. In chapter 26, we read about the impending destruction of Tyr. Tyr was another nation that was thrilled to see Judah in exile. They wanted more power and saw the desolation of Judah as their opportunity to have it. Eventually, Babylon overtook the mainland, and a couple of hundred years later, Alexander the Great connected the island to the mainland by building a causeway made of tear stones, old building materials, trees, and anything else he could get his hands on to build that causeway. He was determined to overtake Tyr, and he accomplished it, which satisfies the prophecy given to Ezekiel. God's will is always done. May we fully surrender to him. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 138. David writes this psalm of praise and worship to the Lord. He often meditates on the promises of God. The Lord raised him from a mere shepherd boy to a king over all Israel. David writes about worshiping God for his loving kindness, truth, and faithfulness. He also writes about how God has strengthened him. In verse 6, he writes about how God respects the lowly. And verse 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. This is exactly what is prophesied to happen in Ezekiel. May we let God avenge us. And let us receive the words of encouragement for ourselves, as King David wrote, and worship the Lord, for God is faithful to us. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for the message of your healing power. Father, we pray for healing, strength, and an obedient heart. Keep us seeking you and not the things of this world. Keep us safe and protected from the enemy through the blood of your Son. Keep us yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.